Now, during the Christmas season, people will give and receive cards with words on them like this. Joy, hope, love, glory, and peace on earth, goodwill towards men. In the dark of winter, these cards will share the sentiment of hope, a hope, a sort of light in the midst of darkness. And this, during this time of year, we will also hear songs in our churches, department stores, holiday movies that are filled with the same themes as those Christmas cards. These songs speak of merriness and joy during the time of year where days are short and dark and cold. They speak of togetherness when it is a struggle to leave our homes because the weather is gloomy, unpredictable, and at times impassable. In the dark of winter, people feel tired, isolated, stressed, and lonely. And seasonal depression is something that makes people, that people speak of and that people experience this time of year. Yet this is also the time of year where we put up Christmas lights and we throw get-togethers. We bring evergreen trees into our homes to symbolize life when the other trees around us seem to signify death. We ornament these trees and surround ourselves with all manner of decorations to share with the world the things that we are thankful for as well as the hope that we have for a brighter future. And as we stated last week, the dead of winter is the perfect time to celebrate the light of Jesus. For he is the one who comes into our darkness and he brings us qualities that are listed in our epistle lesson. Things like hope, harmony, togetherness, joy, peace, and the glory of God. Jesus brings all of these things. Moreover, he is the only one who can bring them. He is true God, begotten of the Father from eternity. He is true man, born of the Virgin Mary. He is, he is fully man, and yet he is fully without sin. He is fully man, and he stands with us. More than that, he stands in our place. And our Lord Jesus is also fully God. And because of this, when he stands as man, he stands for all men, all women, all children. And whoever has or whoever will breathe the breath of life, this God-man stands in their place. He who is without sin became sin for us, and he died on the tree. He not only became my sin, he redeemed me, a lost and condemned person. He purchased and won from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil. He did this by his holy, precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. 
I was lost and condemned, as were you and all people. Illness, depression, loneliness, sin, guilt, our shame, and death itself are some of the proofs of our condemnation, as if we needed any. Our condemnation means that we were isolated, without light, without life, without and with eternal separation from God. This was our situation. Sin came into the world, and we were in the midst of a long, long winter, as dark as the darkness of death ruled over the universe. But Jesus, the light of the world, he came into our darkness, and he came into my life, he came into your life, when he first shined upon you in the waters of baptism. And if you have not been baptized, he is here to bring hope, harmony, togetherness, joy, peace, and the glory of God into your life. He does this in those waters where his grace and mercy shines on sinners like you and I. He is the light of the world that takes away the darkness of our condemnation. Through his word, spoken into our ears, mingled with water and eaten in bread. He comes into hopeless situations and he changes them. Paul wrote to some people in a hopeless situation. He wrote to Christians in Rome. The Jews who had become Christians were ostracized by friends and family who remained faithful to the synagogue. And Roman citizens who became Christians could no longer take part in social events where the Roman gods were prayed to. Christians were ostracized. It was bad when Paul wrote his letter, but things would only get worse. It was as if Paul were writing to Christians who were entering into a long winter. And in the midst of their long winter, Paul points them to the instruction of the scriptures, which would give them endurance and encouragement so that they would have hope in a hopeless situation. And through those scriptures, the God of endurance and encouragement gave his church the light of harmony with one another in Jesus Christ. People who were once enemies, that is, Jew, Jews and Gentiles, they became one in the one who came to save the world. And in their unity, which was found in Jesus Christ, they glorified God the Father through Christ the Son. And they welcomed one another as Jesus Christ welcomed them. And through the light of Christ's welcome, they welcomed one another, and in the darkness, they had life and light. In their dark situation, they were not to think 
of how they could escape it, how they were going to get to the other side. Their hopes were not set on this life. No, in their dark situation, they were to recall Christ's service to them. Paul reminds them that Christ became a servant to the circumcised, that is, that, that is to the Israelites, to show God's truthfulness. He keeps his promises. In order to confirm those promises given to the patriarchs, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. In other words, Paul tells them that Jesus came to the people of Israel as the light in their dark situation, which their dark situation was they were occupied by a foreign entity, Rome. And Christ made those who would receive him in the house of Israel, he made those people into a light for the Gentiles. That's the Jews' enemies. He made those Christians a light to their occupiers. And everyone who would receive uh, Christ through the people of Israel. And the Gentiles who received Jesus, they became lights to those who they met day in and day out in their vocations, wherever God had placed them. And this light was spread from one person sitting in darkness to another person in sitting in darkness all the way through history to your baptism and beyond. And because of the light of Christ, who is shared from one person to another in word and sacrament, that is, through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. Because of this, people can rejoice even in the darkness of this world. Paul quotes that what is taking place it was foretold long before Jesus even was born of the Virgin Mary. He says, Therefore I will praise you, the scriptures say, among the Gentiles, and sing praise to your name. And again it said, Rejoice, O Gentiles. Notice the progression. I will praise your name in, uh, in, among the Gentiles foreign occupiers. And again, it said, rejoice Gentiles with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come. That is, Jesus will advent. Even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. You see, in the dark winter of rejection and persecution, Jesus came. And he gave the Romans who received him hope, harmony, togetherness, joy, peace, and the glory of God. He gave them light in their darkness. What are you going through? 
Do you ever have thoughts of hopelessness? Is there a lack of harmony with other people in your life? Do you sometimes feel isolated from others because of your situation or the sins that you hide? Do you sometimes, do you, do you sometimes find that your attitude is sour, pessimistic? Are you overwhelmed with anxieties that are threatening to rule your life? Are your prayers mostly complaints? Because you can't find any reason to thank God. God's word is calling you to the instruction of the scriptures. And through their encouragement, you will have hope. In those scriptures, they, in those scriptures you will know the God who has endured all things even the cross, to encourage you in your situation. He is here to forgive your sins that you have committed against other people and to forgive the sins that other people have committed against you. He is here to restore harmony and togetherness through his blood that was spilled for your reconciliation. He is here to bring you heaven in your gloom and thereby give you joy. And through his word, he lets you know his strength. You understand how strong he is and that this strong one cares for you. And through this assurance, he replaces your anxiety with peace. And as you abide in his goodness, your tongue will be loosed to sing Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. And your song will join the angels who let their praises ring as the shepherds looked on in awe on that first Christmas Eve. And on that night, the light of heaven shined in the darkness as the angels gave glory to God. In the same way, the church sh shines in this darkness, as it sings glory to God in the highest. Because with Jesus, there is the light of hope. Paul wraps things up and he says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. In the name of Jesus, amen.